This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Basefish Mafia. Basefish Mafia is an NFT that is a unique and non-interchangeable unit of data stored on a digital ledger. NFTs can be used to represent easily reproductive items such as photos, videos, audio, and other types of digital files as unique items. For more information, make sure you follow them on all social media platforms. Basefish Mafia, join the family. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wins championships. Pride and passion meet success. You gotta love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thank you for listening to a new episode of the East West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me, like always, Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley. What's going on, guys? Hope you guys are doing well. Welcome to Super Wildcard Weekend. Doing well, man. Um, pretty good. It's been a while. We've been off for a few weeks, but we're back here. It's playoff. We're back at the right time. Talk us some playoff ball. Man, it, it, it's kind of like it's exciting, right? Because my team, I know your team and your team, right? Our teams are all in three the teams in the playoffs, which is good. Uh, but man, it's just so real. Like, you know, if our teams don't make it out this week, that's it. Uh, we're gonna have to watch some other team, you know, climb their way to the Super Bowl. So it's one of those moments uh where uh you can't believe that the season's already come to an end. It, it's just one of those surreal moments for sure. And on tonight's podcast, we will be joined by Josh Opera of Pro Football Talk. But let's go ahead and start off by talking about the head coach and vacancies that we now have in the NFL. Chicago, Miami, Minnesota, Denver, Jacksonville, the New York football giants, the Houston Texans inspired David Cawley today. These are all teams that will be looking for new head coaches in the NFL. Oof. The one that caught me by surprise was the Miami Dolphins getting rid of Brian Flores. After two good seasons for the Dolphins, no, they didn't make the playoffs, but he did have two winning seasons or whatnot. Uh, he beat, swept, beat, he's won his last three out of the past four matchups, matchups against the Patriots. That's huge. And um, just, I mean, the talent that he brought on to the team, I mean, I know there was questions with two or, or was it going to be Deshaun Watson or whatnot, but I think that was just, that caught me by surprise. I thought for sure he'd be coming back for the next season, 2022 season for the Miami Dolphins. And I think it caught a lot of people um, by surprise out here in the media and out here in the sports world. So that that's the one that stood out to me. I think with um, Coach Cully from from um, from Houston, that that one didn't catch him by surprise because I kind of felt he would they would they hit him a uh, they hit him a bad hand man. What they did they did him a terrible hand with that roster and just for them winning a few games they did. I can't I don't have their record right now. I don't know how many games they won, but I mean they. With that roster and just, I mean, the way they start out the season, I mean, I didn't think they'd win no games. So I think they they kind of cut him a um, cut him a bad cut him a bad deal too. But I think those two really stand out to me. Yeah, I I mean, I, I'm gonna after I'm gonna decide with with Kendall. I mean, I think it's it's kind of a little bit all all over the place. I think one of the ones that was not so surprising has been the Broncos' job, right? Because for how many seasons now have we been saying? Oh, that the Broncos uh, head coach is out this year. So that wasn't a, a shocker, but uh, yeah, for sure. Brian Flores was, was, was a bit of a surprise. Like you said, he had a good presence, but 
there was a little bit of chaos in the home and you never want that kind of chaos in your home. Uh, you know, I think, I think there's already enough chaos uh, on, on a week to week basis, you know, just, you know, either dealing with an injury or whatever the case may be in the NFL. And, you know, and there's chaos like that. And then, and, you know, we saw how we don't understand the stories, but, you know, Brian Flores and Tua Tunga uh, Vailoa, or you know Tua with the with the team, but still that was a big sh- a surprise. But I mean, when you look at these teams, I mean, which one is the most interesting and intriguing? I think that's gonna leave it leave us in suspense uh, these next couple of weeks to see how they fill those jobs. Well, uh, I would say Denver is probably the most intriguing one, and that's the team with the most talent. Uh, they are going through some ownership um, not issues, that's, but there's gonna be a new owner there soon. That's be that's a new coach. That's the big. That's the big hurdle, I guess, right now is how, right? Because I mean, y- you would hope you get an owner in there before, you know, you get you get the head coach and the GM. Because I mean, uh, you're not gonna want to bring somebody in if you if you bought bought that team like that. I'm, I'm I, sure. I think they have a pretty good idea who's gonna be the next owner. It's just that they really can't say who it is. But I think, you know, John Elway and um, the GM know who the owner's gonna be moving forward. Uh, obviously, they already kind of planted the seeds, and I guess you can say in the quarterback that they want by um, interviewing the, the quarterback's offensive coordinator, Nathaniel yeah. Hackett. Uh, so he's on the list for Denver to interview. Uh, there's multiple candidates. Uh, the other job that to me is really intriguing is the Minnesota Vikings job. It is. I mean, like you said, I mean, you you, you don't you don't need to worry about a bridge quarterback. You got a quarterback that that is still in it trying to win you some games. You got a relatively, you know, you got a superstar uh, wide receiver and Justin Jefferson. Uh, you, you still got a, a big time star at, at the running back position. And Adam Thielen is no, is no joke. And then you're going to get back Irv Smith, that promising tight end. So, I mean, that Vikings, and I mean, that stadium looks beautiful too. So, I mean, who wouldn't want to take that job on? A lot of good pieces in place. Yeah. And, and you know, Mike Zimmer had a winning record as a Minnesota Vikings head coach. It's just, it, they just underperform. I mean, games that they should have won, they lost. I mean, how many games were they in where it was less than, I forget, it was seven points or less that they lost lost by? Yeah. I, I mean, I know because I saw, I mean, one of the most, one of the games that comes to mind is the Cowboy one, right? And yeah. letting Cooper Rush come in there and <laughs> Cooper Rush and, you know, the, in the offseason. I mean, he hasn't even started a game in the NFL. Yeah. So, so I mean, the other one that's intriguing, look, all, all of these jobs are going to get filled, and they're all intriguing in their own way. But the other one would be having a young quarterback, and that's what the Chicago Bears have. That is that is actually – that's actually a a, a job I, I probably would want. Um, You know, you, like you said, I mean, Justin Fields, I, he has superstar potential all over. And uh, he – I I understand – you know, there's times that he didn't really play to that, to that. But hey, did did you see Trevor Lawrence doing the same thing on a week to week basis, or Zach Wilson? Yeah, agreed. And then also too, um, I mean, look, David Collin being fired by the Houston Texans caught a lot of people by surprise, but it it really shouldn't have because we were hearing rumblings of this ever since he got hired. I mean, Nick Casario is pretty much um, micromanaging things in Houston. So, I mean, it's kind of – it sucks to say, right? 
but I mean, people were expecting this to happen. And now with that happening, there is only one African-American head coach in the NFL right now, which is Mike Tomlin. Yes, and he's being Mr. Consistent. The Steelers haven't, I mean, they haven't had a losing season. He's been Never. Mr. Consistent. So, um, well, no, no, I, I, it's a, it's a perfect example when, when the GM is sold on the head coach and gets the head coach, the players he needs, look at the success he can, you can have. Like you said, how many years, uh, uh, was it, how many seasons? 13. 13 and every like 13 or 14. Yeah. I think it's 14, but, uh, but, but getting back on subject, a winning, a winning record in, in each one. Right. And that's, that, that speaks volumes. I mean, so I, I think, I think, I think it's unfortunate. I know that we kind of saw it, like like Kendall said, like uh, when we saw that David Colley was like, "Wait a minute, he hasn't even he hasn't even been an assistant head coach in the league." Yeah. But still, it it does not justify it, and it's not doing any justice. Uh, you know, I would like to see Eric Bieniemy get a shot. I understand that. You know, with the whole John Gruden thing, people are gonna, are going to say, "Oh, he comes with history and baggage." Hey, hey, we need to get over that, man. That's not what it is. I mean, he already addressed it, and let's move forward, man. I, there's plenty of talent out there. Uh, I would love to see Brian Flores still as a head coach in the NFL. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's unheard of. It's 2022, and why are we still having this conversation? That's what. That's the biggest question out of the, we have. Out of the potential candidates, they, they say it's three Patriots candidates. We just had it from out, but we just had um, Josh on from the positive that said that but out of those potential candidates between Josh McDaniels, Gerard Mayo, and Brian Flores, which one do you think fits for the Houston Texans? I'll let you go for sure. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. I mean, the thing is, it's one of those things where what are the Texans gonna do? Obviously, I don't think they want Deshaun Watson back. No, they don't, and that and that's the number one thing. So whoever it is going to be the head coach of the Houston Texans. They got. They have to sort out that situation and see what's going to happen. To me, what makes the most sense is to have Josh McDaniels be the head coach of the Houston Texans. Josh McDaniels has head coach, uh, head coaching experience, being the the head coach of the uh, Denver Broncos previously. Uh, he has a relationship with Nick Casario, obviously. And to me, if you're going to stick with the court, uh, the current quarterback in Davis Mills, I think he would be the person that you would want to kind of take over and help Davis Mills develop. Davis Mill, he did play pretty, pretty solid. He did. And, and look, the, the team played really hard for David Colley. Let's not you know, overlook that or underlook that, I guess you can say, right? The team was playing really hard for David Colley. He upset the Chargers a couple of weeks back. And there was this, this was a team that in some games, there, there were a lot to handle. Well, they upset the Titans, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it was one of those things where, regardless, he really didn't even have a roster. It's kind of hard to go back from Mills to uh, to Taylor and, you know, your quarterback situation in flux on a weekly basis. So that's that's what he was dealing with. So it's kind of it's kind of one of those situations. I mean, man, I mean, he he was just in he was in a no one situation. It was no one situation. And and you see, but he took the job knowing that. But it's it's unfortunate because, I mean, Mike Tomlin is the only. You know, black quarterback right now. I mean, black quarterback, the only black head coach right now in the league. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll we'll see. You know, maybe a little tug of a war for Byron Leftwich. But I mean, obviously with that GM there in Houston, it looks like he's going to want to stay with his people. 
I know Jer, uh, Gerard Mayo. Gerard Mayo. He was a former uh, first-round linebacker for the uh, mm-hmm. for the yeah. Patriots. Also, I mean, it's great to see you know when a player is able to become a coach, and then you know, uh, uh, you know, it's great to see a player become a positional coach and then understand concepts and be able to make those concepts on the fly. And it, and it's great to see names like this being considered as head coach. And I think we've even been seeing Aaron Glenn's name being thrown around too. So these are great names with great potential. Um, ideally, you know, it's just one of those situations where Houston wants to see where their identity is. And I think that, you know, you, your recommendation right now actually makes sense. Uh, you need somebody that could just take lead and fits, fits what the GM wants to do there in, in Houston. And, I mean, he came from the New England Patriots, and Josh McDaniels is going to come from there. Do y'all think this is final, finally the year that Eric Danley gets a job? I mean, if this isn't the year, I don't know when it's going to be, honestly. I mean, how many coaching jobs are there? I, I, I had this gut feeling that the one of the first – one, I don't know why, but I just feel that Byron left, which I think – I mean, Yeah, I feel like he's going to get a job. I think he's actually like uh, landing Jacksonville. Yeah, and Jacksonville, it seems like a good place for him too, right? And the thing is, is I mean, some people are going to say, well, what kind of, you know, what kind of uh, <laughs> experience does he have? Well, I mean, hello, he's been he's been a part of a Super Bowl winning uh, championship year. And, I mean, look at it. They're in the playoffs again yeah. uh, in contention. Yeah, and then, so, look. If Eric the enemy doesn't get a job this year, I mean, there's seven openings, not including the Raiders job, which we'll see what happens after this weekend, if they advance or not. Um, but I think if Eric the enemy is going to have his, you know, choice of jobs this off season. He should. And I think, I think maybe he can make some magic happen there with the Vikings actually. Yeah. Well, that, that actually would be a really good place for him. I think that would be a great place for him, actually. And he used to coach there. He was a running backs coach for Adrian Peterson there. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to get to, but it's all good. All right. So, Super Wild Card Weekend is this weekend. Obviously, we have some very enticing matchups uh, kicking off on Saturday. The Las Vegas Raiders rolling in to play the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a rematch from earlier in the year. Let's talk about this game for a little bit. Hey, man, I want to talk about this game because you know what? Fidel, your Raiders, man. Your Raiders really turned it up, man. Yeah. Well, they almost gave me a heart attack Sunday night, <laughs> blowing a 15-point lead. This is low-key, I think, one of the best matchups. Because the Raiders, um, this is this, this is the Derek Carr first time in the playoffs. Well, the first it is, he, he, it, it yeah, is he the was first hurt, time. He, he got him to the playoffs. But he was he got him to the playoffs, but he I broke. I forgot who the quarterback was that year. But um, he, he so, did. He, 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 he got him there. This, this so is it, it was uh, it was it was supposed to be Matt McGloin. He got hurt against the Broncos week seventeen, and then it was Connor Cook. Oh yes, oh yeah, the contest who was Mitch from Michigan State, correct? Yes, yes. But so yeah, this is an interesting matchup. You got the youth. I mean, both teams are fairly young, but the real the youth, the core of the Bengals are young, and they got a you know uprising defense. Defense is coming, and you got the Raiders. I think this this is a great matchup. Not a lot, I don't think I don't think this matchup is getting a lot of people talking about it as much as it should be. I don't, I don't think so, but I can't wait to see this matchup. I think the Raiders have a good chance in this one. Everybody, a lot of people are not talking about the Bengals. I think, I mean, we're gonna have to see how they how the Bengals respond. Cause one thing we know about the Raiders and Derek Carr, they can put up some points, they can move, they can move the ball. And that and we do we do know that. But I think this is a great match. I want to see how they match up against Chase, the big three, Chase Higgins and um Tyler Board. 
and look out for the tight end tie on Uzama. They got that Joe Mixon and run the ball. But I, this, I cannot wait to see this matchup. But the Raiders' pass rush over the last month of the season has been coming up big. They have it with, with, with Max Crosby and, and Darkway. They got a nice court there. So I cannot wait to see this matchup. I believe this is the first game Saturday, right? It yeah. is going to be the first game on Saturday. Can't wait so, to see this one. So I've been, you know, I've been saying it all season long. Joe Burrow's my favorite quarterback right now in the NFL. And, and you know, I'm not a Bengals fan. But, you know, I got to see his magical year. You know, I got to study him uh, during his magical year with LSU. And, and then, of course, last year he was hanging in there till the end of every freaking game. Uh, and it's unfortunately tore his, his, his knee up. Uh, but I will ask you this one question, uh, Fidel. Is Darren Waller playing? He is going to play. So I think that this could be a big difference maker and, and add that juice that the Raiders just – I mean, sometimes they just need that sure-handed. And but hey, I'm gonna give props for props is due. Zay Jones has really stepped up, stepped man. Up. He has stepped up, and you guys have a legitimate wide receiver right now. But you get you give me Darren Waller. Now the Bengals have some. Now the Bengals have some issues, and this is gonna be a must-see TV. Uh, right now, this is one of the games where I literally have to flip a coin to see who's gonna win. I mean, I kind of want to pull for you, you know, because, you know, you're a Raiders fan and whatnot. Personally, I'm not a Raiders fan, but. Yeah. No, so is. so look, what a lot of people don't understand is the reason why Derek trusts Zay in those situations is that Zay Jones and him practiced all summer long for the last couple seasons, right? So when his number has been called, he's made some clutch catches, and he actually made a really clutch uh, catch in overtime that put them in position to kind of kick the uh, the game-winning field goal. And, of course, uh, Brandon Staley definitely helped out calling that timeout. But I think the key to this game on Sunday is going to be the running game. Josh Jacobs has turned it up as lately, and the, the offensive line has been really good. So we'll see what that – obviously, the biggest matchup, I think, in this game is going to be the Bengals' offensive line versus the Raiders' defensive line, which I like the uh, Raiders' chances in that. Yes, great. It's, it's a great matchup. But um, before we get off this guy right here, shout out to my guy, Zim Huda. He's a big, big time Bengals YouTuber, content creator. Go check him out. Big time. He's big time. He goes live during the game. And he posts YouTube videos throughout the week. Um, but hey, Zim Huda, I will be on your live stream. I can't wait to see you yelling against the Raiders on Saturday night. I can't wait to see, wait to see that. But hey, shout out to my guy, Zim Huda. Hey, man, he might be sad. So just saying, Raider Nation, baby. Let's go Raiders. All right. And uh, switching to the next game, it's a, a game three of this rivalry, divisional rivalry of the AFC East, uh, Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. Kendall, I'll just uh, I'll just hand that, this off to you. What do you think of this game? Man, we don't get to see this often. Uh, two teams in the division they meet they meet three times in the year, but we got it twice this weekend. The um, a game we're going to talk about a little bit in a little bit, the Cardinals and the Rams and, and this Patriots and Bills game. This game, I mean, I think when you rank the game, I think this game is probably the best game that's on that's on the top. Everybody wants to see this game. Um, it's it's gonna be Patriots and Bills weather. Both teams from up north. Very cold. I don't know the exact numbers on temperature yet, but I know they call eleven it. degrees. And, they, 11 and I think it's gonna drop by the it's, that's gonna drop by the time kickoff get here. I don't think it's gonna be much of a wind chill. I don't think the winds gonna be much of a factor. But um, this is I cannot wait to see what Belichick and the, the Patriots defense have designed for Josh Allen that offense for the third time because when you see a team that third time you normally things normally start start to click for you the first matchup i think the patriots defense dominated everybody said it was it was the weather and all that but the bills had to play in that weather too 
that's their that's their stadium, so they should know that whether better than anybody else. So um, I can't wait to see this game. I want it, but I do know this for a fact. I don't know a lot about this game, but I do know this right here. Mac Jones will not be able to. He will have to throw the ball more than three times this game. Yeah, that, that ain't Buffalo ain't gonna allow him to do that. You you need more than two for three and nineteen yards now. But I cannot wait to see this game. I want to see the J.C. Jackson Stephon Diggs matchup. Stephon Diggs has a game in J.C. Jackson problems and all matchups, but it's a great matchup. They go back and forth, and both of them have mutual respect for each other. But I can't wait to see the match. I want to see the chess match between Brian Dayball, the offensive coordinator for the Bills, and Bill Belichick and company on the Patriots side of the ball. But this right here is, is going to be a great game. I cannot wait to see it. I mean, we heard it from Kendall, man. Uh, Kendale. Kendale. Brian Flores and Kevin Durant, right? Uh, I think, you know, hey, just to kind of piggyback off of that, I think I think we've been saying that all season long, right? Is we need to see we need to see the passing game um evolve for you know for Mac. And I remember being questioned, what do you mean he has a high uh uh passing percentage and you know, our completion percentage. I remember somebody getting, uh, somebody was being on the defensive with, with us. Uh, I forgot his name. Kendall, maybe you can remind us later. But what I was trying to explain. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> Good. Thank you. So, so he, so I was just trying to tell him, you know, for Mac Jones to actually get over this, 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 you know, because this is new to him because it's the NFL, but he's been there at the biggest stage at Alabama. So the lights are not too big for him. But I will say this. There's just something in Mac Jones's game that's just missing sometimes. And I don't know what it is, but, you know, he's fearless. What I, I admire that. I admire that from this young man, his quarterback. I think that he's going to be something special for years to come. And he's going to be terrorizing that AFC East there and, and a lot of the AFC teams going forward. But I will say this right now. If he could get over that hump and, like you said, more than three passes, I think that we got ourselves a real problem. But it's also going to rely on can Josh Allen make sure that he replicate what he did the, in the last matchup, but eliminate eliminate as many um, turnovers as possible for the Bills to be able to 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 just go ahead and, and bury the Patriots. But this is going to be another fun game to watch. A few things to look out for this game on the injury note from the Patriots. Isaiah Wynn did not practice for the um, second straight day. Don't know if he's going to play left tackle. And Kyle Duggar, he was limited. So I think Kyle Duggar will be fine. Jalen Mills is on the COVID list. So those three um, injury, three injury related things for the Patriots and whatnot. And also the book out is right now on the Patriots is if you, and on Mac Jones, if you get on them early, get up to a 10, get up on two possessions and whatnot, you kind of take them away from that running game and they got to play from, play from behind. The Patriots want to play from ahead. So that's, that's the book out on Matt Jones and the, and the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I want to pick the Patriots to win this game. I really do. Bill Belichick in the in the playoffs. But, I mean, look, the Patriots, they haven't been playing well. I mean, besides the game against Jacksonville, but we know what was going on there. Um, Mac's been struggling. So, I mean, it's, it is going to come down. Is Mac going to be able to put them in position to win and not lose the game? Yeah, I, I mean that, it, and it's unfortunate, right? Because we're talking about a rookie quarterback yeah. right now, and it's insane to be having this conversation. But like you said, I mean, I, I love to see my Cowboys in the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure you love to see your Raiders in the Super Bowl. But I mean, if they don't make it, wouldn't you love to see Bill Belichick versus Tom Brady in the Super Bowl? 
Yeah, yes. I mean, look, any, anything can happen. We've seen teams that get into the tournament and they win the whole thing when no one is thinking that they have a shot. So anything can happen again. I mean, honestly. The unique, I, the unique thing about this is, guess what? Everybody is 0-0. Zero, zero. This is a new season. It Everybody, is so take, you could throw out the stats from the regular season. This is, you could throw out everything. Um, yeah. John Lewis Smith, I need you to, I need you to show up this game. I, I, need, I need you to show up. Cause you, you've been, you've been, it's been an APB out for you all year. I, I will know where, where you've been at, but this is a new season, a new season where all stats restart, records restart, everything. This, this is a new season. So we got, we got to wash, wash away the past or whatnot. It's come on to this new season, get started. All right. And on Sunday, uh, the action starts off with the Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It is projected a rain in that game. Some very uh, bad elements that a lot of people in Tampa are probably not used to seeing. Uh, but that's what's projected for kickoff. I mean, I don't know if you guys have much to say on this game. I mean, I think the Bucs win. Uh, it, I think it is a close game in the first half, but just second half, I think the Bucs just take off. I think this. I think this game here is going to be a little closer than what people think. It's definitely not going to be how how the first meeting was, but I think the first meeting was a little close too. But I mean, it was a lot of garbage time points yeah. in the game too. But um, t- these t- these are two different teams, man. I mean, the Phillies been getting hot over the last month season. The Bucks they don't have Garwin, they don't have AB anymore. They got a few injuries. They um, Richard Sherman, he's done for you. They got a few injuries, so they had they had those guys the first meeting. And I mean, and I mean, the uh, Tampa Bay they kind of started out slow against Carolina in um this past week. So this is going to be an interesting game. It ain't going to be no blowout. I don't think none of the games this, this weekend will be a blowout. But I think this Eagles game, I think the Eagles have a good chance. I think they do. And I can't, I can't wait to see this game either. But I do think they got a, um, they got it, they got, they have a, they have a really good chance at this game. Yeah, it's, it's really hard too, right, to say, oh, well, you know, it's going to be a complete shutout, right? Because we saw the Eagles get, you know, lit up by the Cowboys. But then again, backups. Uh, I mean, exactly, backups. So, I mean, it's it's one of those situations where I don't want to just count them out, but I will say this: uh, Eagles are are I, I think they're a little bit bruised up still, so it's gonna be a tough it's gonna be a tough situation. Just like the 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 the, the names that you mentioned, I mean Jalen Hurts sat out uh, due to injury too. So I mean you got a bang, you got a bruised up Eagles team coming in. They're hungry, and uh, I like what I see in Jalen Hurts. I like the fight. But dang, man, you're talking about Tom Brady, man. So I yeah. think that the, I think on this one, I'm gonna have to go with the Bucks and side with the Bucks. Look, I, I I know not one person, not one soul that had the Eagles making the playoffs. So for that, um, congrats, Eagles, you made it to the playoff. Nick Sirianni, I thought you were gonna be a joke as a head coach. You're not. You got this team in the right position to win. Jalen Hurts is your franchise quarterback. Do not make the mistake to go draft another quarterback or go over someone you know in free agency and try to sign someone at least the Eagles have that going for them but that's about it they're going to be out on Sunday it's crazy right because like you you said something real key right there can you imagine Nick Nick Sirianni and then we had mentioned about the uh, the uh, the the head coaches I mean can you imagine what the Chargers head coach Brandon Staley's thinking I mean Nick Sirianni yeah, uh, he looks he looks he looks like a, a little bit sharper of a coach than than he compared to Brandon Saley. But I mean, I don't, I mean, we got to give him a break. But still, I mean, that's that. The, I mean, that's kind of like that's kind of like leaving that. Uh, that's almost like a, like a coin, like a coin flip, I think, on those on those calls that he's making. Oh, the boy genius, Brandon Staley, too smart for his own good. But that's a different subject for a different podcasts. For sure. Um, but yeah, most definitely. And right after Bucks Eagles, 
The Niners played the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas, Texas. Obviously, um, the Niners have pretty much been playing for their playoff lives the last month of the season. Defense has been great. The running game, Debo Samuel, has been playing outstanding. And uh, Jimmy Garoppolo coming in clutch last weekend. This this is a good – this is one of them old-fashioned games right here. Run – as my, shout out to my boy West Coast, as he said, run the damn ball. When I'm run the damn ball games, <laughs> but this could be a good one. Um, I can't wait to see this one. I want to see what the um to the 49ers, they've been a hot team down the stretch too. Now I know they gave up one a few weeks ago to Seattle, but they've been a hot team down the stretch. They're coming in off a big win against the Rams, where I thought they were done when they were down 17 zip. But um Dallas coming in, we know we already know about the Cowboys' history in the playoffs. Um, it's just gonna be a, it's gonna be a tight nip game, a great game. I want to see if the Cowboys can get Zeke going. I think that'll be a that'll be a key for Dallas because the Sinfer, the Forty Nine do have a, a foursome, a fearsome front four. I mean, where does Arden Key? Where did he come from? Former the former Raider. He's been playing good for um San Francisco. They got um Joey Bosa. They got some pieces there. Greenlaw linebacker. They got some and Warner. They got they got some nice pieces there on the linebacker um on the linebacker end for San Francisco. That I don't trust that secondary. So if Dak has time, I think that that secondary can be had in San Fran. I do believe that, but um, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Cowboy. I'm going to Cowboy, and I'm and I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say something right now. I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm going with C.D. Lamb to have a huge game, a breakout game in the playoffs. I'm going for like seven catches over 120 something yards. Hey, I just want to say something real quick. Um, hey, I finally got Kendall. He said Joey Bosa. It, it's it's Nick Bosa, Kendo Nick, but it's all good. It's all good. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. I, I love the enthusiasm, man. Look, I, I will say this: this game is. I mean, when we look across the board, all these games are kind of frightening because they can go either way. Just because, like like you said, it's a whole new season that we're dealing with. Uh, in this situation, you know, I, I think, like you said, if you run the ball, you can protect Dak. Dak doesn't have to put all the pressure on his back. We've seen him struggle in some games or he looks off. He just doesn't look like he feels comfortable in the pocket. He's not letting the, he's not letting the plays that develop. Uh, that's why we'd like to see the run, the running game get developed and going, right? Because if you can, if you can, you know, take that time off the board, you can guarantee the win. And the Cowboys have all the, the weapons. And I will say this, uh, it's a good time for the Cowboys because they're getting Tyron Smith back and they're also getting Michael Parsons back. I don't know about J. Ron Curse. I, I think that he hasn't p- p- uh, passed uh, the uh, protocols for COVID, but J. Ron Curse was a good signing in the offseason. He's actually been a big contributor to his defense. But I think I read that he will be back for this game. It would be great to have him back because he's become a, a leader on that defense. But I will say this. If you have Michael Parsons healthy – Behind that that defensive line, I'll tell you this: the Cowboys can really turn up this game and really take over this game. So that's what I'm looking for in the upside. Uh, but I but it will come down to can they stop the run because that's what the that's what the 49ers are notorious for is getting a running game going with it doesn't matter who is running the ball. I think this game is going to come down to what Jimmy Garoppolo shows up. Yep. Yeah, that's because- what I think. Because, look, I think the key matchup of this game, besides the, the Cowboys' defense against that Niners running game, is going to be the Niners' wide receivers against the Niners' defensive backs. I like the Cowboys in that matchup. Look, the Cowboys should win this game, but I just have a feeling that somehow, some way, the Niners are going to pull this off. 
a good it's a good it's a good it's a good risky uh bet, but I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to stick with Mikael Boyd. The nightcap for Sunday night. Pittsburgh Steelers. They're alive. They're Everyone thought they were dead, including myself, and they beat the Ravens. Raiders beat the Chargers, and that's that, right? So now they're in the playoffs. This is a rematch going against the Kansas City Chiefs from a couple weeks back where they got blown out. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout this time. I believe they do cover the 12 and a half. Juju Smith-Schuster is available to play on Sunday. Um, what do you guys think of this game? Yes, this game here is going to be a, a pretty good one, too. This game in the Eagles and Tampa Bay game. But this game, for because they just played, like, not even a month ago. And it was it was probably like three weeks ago to be exact. It was not – it wasn't pretty. It was ugly. And that's still fresh on the minds of Pittsburgh. Not saying it's going to cost them a win. They're going to, I mean, I'm sure they're going to have added motivation. But it's something unique about getting blown out by a team less than about a few weeks ago. Like, it really, really just happened. And they have to come right back to that same place. So I think it'll be a lot closer this time. I want to see what the Steelers um, can do defensively to confuse Pat Mahomes and get after him and whatnot. Um, I, we got to check on the see the health of Tariq Hill and Travis Kelce because they got banged up last week against the Denver Broncos. We do have to check up on that and see how, how that goes because that can really counter into this game or factor into it. But I think, I mean, this is going to be a pretty good matchup. I think if the Steelers can protect Big Ben, if they can protect him, I think they have a pretty good chance. They got a pretty good chance of going and upset. They really do. And we've known the Chiefs over this season to get out to slow starts. And in the playoff, they've been they've been known to get out to slow starts. But um, this right here is going to be a pretty good game. And I think Pittsburgh, they're coming in with some added fuel. I mean, I, th- I think that you, you guys said it well. I mean, uh, well said. Again, it's kind of hard for me to kind of come in on here. I think that you hit on all key points. Uh, uh, if anything, if this was maybe a season ago, I would I would say Chiefs all the way, like no, no stopping. Uh, but, I mean, right now the Chiefs have played some kind of lost ball of sorts. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, it's like Matt, Matt, Patrick Mahomes doesn't have the magic that he he has, you know, uh, to be able to bail this team out of anything. So, uh, I mean, it's one of those things that I'm going to be cheering on the Steelers because, I mean, it's Big Ben's last ride. I mean, wow, for him to be able to get into playoffs, you can't you can't write a better story. So let's see. Let's see how it ends. Uh, but uh, I still think that you still got to give it to the Chiefs. And Monday night's first ever wild card playoff game between the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. This is the third matchup between the teams. They have split the first two meetings. Gentlemen, who do you guys like in this matchup? <laughs> I'm, man, I haven't even had time to break down this game. And uh, <laughs> and real quick, Eric Weddle did unretire and is available to play for the Rams if that's worth anything. You can't make this stuff up, man. You really can't. I'm going to go – this game is in with at the Rams because they Rams won division, correct? I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Rams, man. And they haven't been good at home this year, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Rams. I'm gonna go with the Rams. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, I haven't heard. I don't think he's playing. No, he's out. Okay, yeah. Or no news is he's probably he's probably not playing. So um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Rams. It's a took the Rams. I thought they had that game last week. It was up 17 zip, and you got to think they're gonna come out fired up this week as they just blew a lead. But this is, I mean, this this gonna be a good one. I seen um Cliff Kingsbury, the Card- Cardinals coach, come out and say that he feels that Kyler Murray's gonna have his best game ever on Monday. He's like he's gonna have one of his best performances ever. Well, so he, for, he's going for his job status, I hope that's true. Yeah, he's gonna need it. He's gonna need it. Um, I I, I do think they give Cliff another year, so I don't think they get rid of him right now because he's he's did he did some good great things with that team. 
But um, I don't think he has. I don't think he, they'll get rid of him after this right here. But I do think that um, it's gonna be a, this is a tight match at divisional foe. I can't. This is probably the game of the week too. All of them are kind of like the game of the week. But I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Rams in a close one. I mean, what what's the split? What's the split? Uh, the, the spread? No, no, the split. The sp- in other words, like in other words, uh, they're because they they face each yeah. other twice. Yeah, I mean, the first time the, the Cardinals blew him out. Second time the Rams played him Monday Night Football in Arizona, and it was kind of a blowout towards the end. So it, it's one of those things where this is a toss, a toss-up game, man. It's one of those. Uh, Rams have been struggling. Rams have been struggling. Matthew Stafford does not look good. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like you said, it, it, he has not. He has not looked good. I, I think that there's been some questionable plays where it's like, Oh man, you look like the Detroit Lions Stafford again. You know what I mean? And that's not good, man. Yeah. If that Stafford plays, oh man. If that Stafford plays, uh, then you know you can you can pretty much say that the Cardinals are gonna take this game. All right. So real quick, uh, let's go and pick these games. I know we just picked that one, but for the rest of them, I'll go first. I'm gonna go Raiders, Bills, Bucks, Niners, Chiefs, Rams. Yes, like- and um Go ahead, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with all of them except for the Cowboys. I'm gonna give the Cowboys over the 49ers, but give me the rest. Yes, I already picked the Raiders and the Patriots to win. I'm going. Um, I just I just picked Dallas. I'm going with um the Rams in the other in the other game, and I'm going with Tampa and give me Kansas City. All right. Well, coming up next, ProFootballTalk.com writer Josh Alper will join us. Stick around. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Gran Leyenda Tequila. This tequila knows there's no substitute for a great taste. This award-winning and organic tequila is handcrafted and comes in four different flavors. Gran Leyenda takes great pride introducing the world to organic tequilas that do not compromise quality. To learn more, visit GranLeyendaTequila.com. Gran Leyenda, the official tequila of the East-West Football Podcast. Must be 21 and older to enjoy. Please drink responsibly. Our guest tonight is a writer for ProFootballTalk.com, Josh Alper. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thank you for joining us. So, obviously, there's a lot of things going on in the NFL. Super Wild Card Weekend kicks off this weekend. But there's a lot of head coaching opportunities out there available now. So, we know that Chicago's in need of coach. Miami, Minnesota, Denver, Jacksonville. The New York Giants fired Joe Judge yesterday. The Raiders, we'll see how, you know, the postseason goes with them. But the Houston Texans just fired David Coley as the you know as a head coach. Uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on that, and then if you have you heard any names possible in any any of these places? Well, I think the Coley news. It's unfortunate. I think he he got hired in a very tough situation. No Deshaun Watson gutted the roster. A lot of you know one year free agents, sort of middling fringe roster guys, and and he won just as many games as they won the year before. Uh, it. it it doesn't feel like a firing that's justified if, if you had a long-term plan in place with David Colley. And I think that you, you look at the Texans and then you, you look at guys with ties to the Patriots because Nick Casario was there for so long, their general manager and Jack Easterby, the whatever he is behind the scenes of the Texans organization was at the Patriots. And so you look at Brian Flores, who's now unemployed after being fired by the Dolphins, you look at, 
Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator of the Patriots, and you look with Jared Mayo, the linebackers coach who's, uh, you know, been popping up on interview lists and is is clearly a guy who looks like a future head coach. Maybe you take him, Casario likes him, has known him his whole career, takes him, and, and that's the partnership that goes into play in Houston. So with the Miami situation, a lot of people were shocked when Brian Flores was let go, but there's been multiple reports saying that he really didn't grasp on, I guess you can say, to the younger uh, players on the team. What did you hear about that whole situation? Relationships, and and some of them are with players, some of them are with the general manager and, and other people in the executive offices that, that would deal more directly with the owner, Stephen Ross, and I think that's always a tough spot because uh, the coach doesn't get that kind of face time. The general manager is sitting there, you know, can sit with the the owner during a game. The team president can sit with the owner during a game and, and have hours to talk about what's going on. And and I think Flores ruffled feathers with his style. I think it's, it's something that we've seen with a lot of the former Patriots assistants. They, they have a particular style. It comes from Bill Belichick who has all of the rings to show that his style works. These guys don't have the same kind of background. I think the most surprising thing, though, with Brian Flores is just that it's it's very hard to win in this league, and that team won 19 games over two seasons. I, I do think there was disconnect on the quarterback, and, and whether it was because he didn't like Tua Tagovailoa or because he thought they needed to be more committed to him and not be chasing after Deshaun Watson. There's varying stories about about who felt you know who goes there and where. But it does feel like there are certain kinds of things that bad teams do to stay bad. And and we've seen them a bunch this offseason. I think Cully is one. I think Brian Flores is another. When when you just don't seem to have a real plan that you can stick to for year after year, it it's very tough to win in the NFL. One name that's kind of been floating around for the Miami Dolphins is Jim Harbaugh of Michigan. Have you heard anything on that? <clears throat> Yeah, well, I, I, he, he's not I, – I, I'm fairly certain that he's not going to leave to be the coach of the Dolphins. Stephen Ross is the owner of the Dolphins. Stephen Ross is a massive donor to the University of Michigan. Uh, the business school is named after him. He, he's very influential in the athletic department. I think it's more likely that Stephen Ross pays him to stay at Michigan than to come to Miami. Uh, I, I think the only thing that would change that would be a team like the Raiders or, or perhaps the Bears, Harbaugh has connections to both that would come in and, and offer him a deal that was too much for Michigan to pay. Um, and that feels hard to believe given the, the actual scale of college to pro coaching salaries at this point. But if, if that were to happen, then maybe Stephen Ross matches that to bring him to Miami if he's going to be gone from Ann Arbor anyway. But I, I, I don't think that's the case. Now, one of the teams I need that's looking for a new head coach is a team that under, underperformed in the Minnesota Vikings, and they're also looking for a new GM. Um, what names have you heard, if any, um, that the Minnesota Vikings are interested in? There's nothing going on on the coaching front at this point. Um, on, on the general manager front, they're starting to line up some names, but it's early, and, and it's hard to see where you know, where exactly they're going to go. Mike Zimmer was there such a long time and Rick Spielman was there such a long time that this is as, as big a rebet a reboot as we're going to see in the NFL this off season, because you have, you know, George, Pay uh, George Payton, who was the longtime number two in the Vikings left to go to the Broncos last year. He would have been a natural guy to take over if you wanted a new head man without changing direction completely. Now I think you're going to wind up moving in a very different direction. And, and I think that it's, it's a little early to say what the Vikings are doing because they, 
they've only had a couple of names leak out in terms of, of where they're looking. Hey, appreciate you joining us, Josh. How you doing? I'm great, Kendall. That's good. Um, one thing I want to ask you, which playoff match are you looking forward to this weekend? Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward. I, I'm really looking forward to the, the Saturday night game, the, the Patriots and the Bills, and then the Monday night game, the Cardinals and the Rams. I, I think anytime you see a third matchup between two divisional teams, it's, it's really interesting, especially since we, we had splits in both of those, those games. And, and we had the team that's going to be hosting the game win the last game, although they were on the, you know, on the road, there's so many things that are, you know, flipping around and, and everything that's going on. But so I, I'm really looking forward to that. I, I think that, you know, I, I really want to see what Bill Belichick comes up with for this this game. I, I think that he knows that this is a game he – I think any game the Patriots are going to win in the postseason this year, it's going to be a Belichick, McDaniels, you know, Jared Mayo, all, all those – the coaching guys, the guys that have been there before because – Mac Jones hasn't, and and they can't rely on him being Tom Brady in the playoffs. They can't rely on that. So they're going to have to rely on on what DNA they have left from those teams, and it's not much. It's it's a very new, very young team, very different team. So I, I'm really interested to see that one. And then the Rams-Cardinals, I, I think if J.J. Watt can get back in the lineup for the Cardinals, and, you know, he practiced today, and it, it'll probably be right up to the, you know, right up to game time on Monday. But if you can throw him out there, uh, the idea of, of, you know, Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Odell, uh, you know, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, J.J. Watt, all these guys on the same field. It's, you know, for the first Monday night playoff game ever, it, it you know, that's that's pretty exciting. I'm definitely looking forward to the third matchup, the Patriots and Bills. Can't wait for that one Saturday night. Um, do you give the Steelers a chance in the in the matchup against the Chiefs? I think you, you always give a team a chance, and, and that's a team that that has – enough uh, enough know-how enough knowledge enough experience to know how to how to win a game if if it's there and it's possible I, I just I, I think that game's going to be decided in the first 10 minutes I, I, they were there a couple of weeks ago in Arrowhead and they were down for you know 10 10 nothing 17 nothing it just piled on so quickly and they they're not that's this Steelers team can come back and they came back against the Vikings they came back in other games this series season but I think you put this Chiefs team in front. They can rush the passer well. And I just think that that's a situation where it doesn't work for them. This Steelers team, it's it's 16-13, winning dirty. Um, it's very tough to do. We've seen teams be able to rattle the Chiefs offense and take them out of their, their groove this year. I, I think it's highly unlikely, but I, I'd say, you know, I'd give the Steelers a, you know, 10, 15% chance, maybe, maybe that. 10, 15 sounds high, 10% chance. Appreciate it, Josh. So, Josh, uh, I guess I just got a couple of questions. I just want to see what you think. Um, well, first, let's start it off with what what NFL team is doing it the right way, right? As far as general manager and head coaching pairing with the right coordinators, you know, what obviously we can see some of the, the successful teams in the NFL, but which one do you, do you admire yourself personally? Well, I, I think you, we, we just finished with the Steelers. So let's pick up with that. Mike Tomlin, okay. 15, 15 years straight without a losing season. That's, you know, incredible. Um, and they, you know, Kevin Colbert's been the GM for a long time there. He's, he, the word is he's going to leave after the draft. So that's another very interesting situation, but you would bet they have his replacement already ready to go. Omar Khan may well be that guy. 
in Pittsburgh. I think that what Green Bay's done with Brian Goodkunst and Matt LaFleur, three straight years, uh, you know, winning the winning division, winning 13 games, they're in position to host the championship game again. It seems like they weathered the storm with Aaron Rodgers in the best possible way. And a lot of these moves that we were kind of scratching, A.J. Dillon was a move we scratched our head about, but he looks like he's going to be a star. And, and they've, they've found players all over the place. Devondre Campbell is one of the more underrated pickups of the, of the year, um, the linebacker. So I, I think those, those two jump out to me. I, you know, the Seahawks have had such a long run. Obviously, this hmm. is a pivotal offseason for them. Um, and, it, and maybe that's something that needs to be changed a little bit, a little bit of juice added to that. Uh, you know, I, I think those teams, those are the ones that jump to mind right off the bat. And, and I think it's the stability and it's the consistency that that breeds that kind of winning. And the teams that don't are the ones firing their coaches every two or three years and, and just this constant state of rebuilding. And, uh, and then just to kind of end it off, thank you for that. That's actually I actually liked it a lot. Um, I think that that front office with the Steelers has done an amazing job. Uh, Mike Tomlin has done a fantastic job also. Uh, but uh, I guess to kind of round it off, what pairing would you like to see this offseason? In other words, what coach do you think would be a perfect fit uh, for uh, one of these teams that needs a coach? Oh, that, that's a really good question. And, and I think that I think the one that, that comes to mind for me more than, you know, more than anything else, I, I think that one of the someone from the Packers going out to Denver, whether it's mm. Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator or the quarterbacks coach, Luke Getze, some of that is maybe that opens the door for Aaron Rodgers going there. I, I'm sort of now swinging to the point that maybe he just goes back to Green Bay and, and doesn't take a chance on an un, on a uncertain situation. But I think that the, the Broncos are a team. They're a quarterback away. And if you, you get them that right offensive coach and maybe maybe it's not one of those guys and maybe it's Brian Dable from the Bills but the right offensive coach in Denver who can get a quarterback there who wants to play with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and Noah Fant and and two good running back it's it's a situation where I think it's a tough division and it would make the AFC West just killer every single game every week but that that would be what I'd like to see because that Denver's this you know, it was such a good organization for so long and had all those things we were talking about. And it, it feels like they've lost their way. And, and so something that shows that that George, George Payton and the new regime, they're going to have new owners soon. You know, a, a nice new start for a, a renaissance in Denver would be great. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I know that uh, the last thing I saw from Denver was I think that ownership may, uh, may be changing soon. But hey, yeah, they, they, they took a bit. There was a, a big legal hurdle to that in terms of someone having a right of first refusal to buy mm -hmm. the team that no longer exists so they can pretty much sell it and and i think that's expected to happen sooner rather than later can you imagine if broncos can rewrite that history book right they bring in Peyton manning and then they get a super bowl can you imagine they brought in someone like a rod like you said all those weapons yeah i i think they they are a team that would shoot right up every list if if they were able to pull something like that off for sure josh thank you so much for your time my pleasure, guys. Well, as a Raider fan, I hope that does not happen. Uh, but, but Josh, <laughs> before we let you go, can we get some predictions from you for Super Wildcard Weekend? Sure. Who's winning and who's losing? Sure. Well, I, I think that, you know, I, I think that, as I said before, Kansas City, I think Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati are going to hold serve in, in, the, uh, in the AFC. 
I think that Tampa is going to beat Philly, although I think it's going to be a better game than, than a lot of people might, might think. I think that, I, I think that the most impressive coaching job to me over the second half of the season was Nick Sirianni's in, in Philly. And I think that that's going to continue. Um, you know, and I think that that Monday night game, I, I just have a feeling the Cardinals are going to, are going to pull out the upset. Um, it's a mild one, obviously. And those two teams were flipping back and forth all season, but you know, I, I, I just think that it's, it's their turn. I think they've, their, their turn, they're, they're going to be due. And that the, the Dallas San Francisco game is one that I, I flip back and forth on more than anything else, but ultimately I'm going to go with the quarterback and I, I'm, I'm going to back Dak Prescott over Jimmy Garoppolo in that game. Josh, thank you so much for joining us. Everyone make sure you guys go follow Josh at Josh Alper on Twitter and make sure you guys check out his work on pro football talk. .com. He does excellent work. Again, thank you so much, sir. Um, well, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a good night, guys. And that's going to do it for this edition of the East West Football Podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. East West Football Network. We are still running the Tom Brady jersey contest. So all you have to do is go to YouTube, subscribe to East West Football Network, and we are going to pick a random person. And uh, if you are selected, you win a brand new Tom Brady jersey. And you have till next Sunday to do it, right? I mean, who wouldn't want a free jersey? And especially if Tom Brady the GOAT. So with that being said, make sure you guys go subscribe on YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy Super Wildcard Weekend. Stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interview. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Electric Acid.